Chapter Four of the Bohemians of the Latin Quarter by Henri Murger, translated by Anonymous. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Four: Ali Rodolphe or the Turk Perforce. Ostracized by an inhospitable proprietor, Rodolphe had for some time been leading a life compared with which the existence of a cloud is rather stationary he practised assiduously the arts of going to bed without supper and supping without going to bed he often dined with duke humphrey and generally slept at the sign of a clear sky still amid all these crosses and troubles two things never forsook him his good humour and the manuscript of the avenger a drama which had gone the rounds of all the theatres in paris one day rodolphe who had been jugged for some slight choreographic extravagances stumbled upon an uncle of his one monetti a stove-maker and smoky chimney-doctor and sergeant of the national guard whom he had not seen for an age touched by his nephew's misfortunes uncle monetti promised to ameliorate his possession we shall see how if the reader is not afraid of mounting six stories take note of the banister then and follow up we go Phew! one hundred and twenty-five steps here we are at last one more step and we are in the room one more yet and we should be out of it again it's little but high up with the advantages of good air and a fine prospect the furniture is composed of two french stoves several german ditto some ovens on the economic plan especially if you never make fire in them a dozen stovepipes some red clay some sheet-iron and a whole host of heating apparatus we may mention to complete the inventory a hammock suspended from two nails inserted in the wall a three-legged garden chair a candlestick adorned with its bobesh and some other similar objects of elegant art as to the second room that is to say the balcony two dwarf cypresses in pots make a park of it for fine weather at the moment of our entry the occupant of the premises a young man dressed like a turk of the comic opera is finishing a repast in which he shamelessly violates the law of the prophet witness a bone that was once a ham and a bottle that has been full of wine his meal over the young turk stretches himself on the floor in true eastern style and begins carelessly to smoke a nargile while abandoning himself to this asiatic luxury he passes his hand from time to time over the back of a magnificent newfoundland dog who would doubtless respond to its caresses were he not also in terra-cotta to match the rest of the furniture suddenly a noise was heard in the entry and the door opened admitting a person who without saying a word marched straight to one of the stoves which served the purpose of a secretary opened the stove door and drew out a bundle of papers hello cried the newcomer after examining the manuscript attentively the chapter on ventilators not finished yet allow me to observe uncle replied the turk the chapter on ventilators is one of the most interesting in your book and requires to be studied with care i am studying it but you miserable fellow you are always saying that same thing and the chapter on stoves where are you in that the stoves are going on well but by the way uncle if you could give me a little wood it wouldn't hurt me it is a little siberia here i am so cold that i make a thermometer go down below zero just by looking at it what you've used up one faggot already allow me to remark again uncle there are different kinds of faggots and yours was the very smallest kind i'll send you an economic log that keeps the heat 
exactly and doesn't give any well said the uncle as he went off you shall have a little faggot and i must have my chapter on stoves for to-morrow when i have fire that will inspire me answered the turk as he heard himself locked in were we making a tragedy this would be the time to bring in a confidant nureddin or osman he should be called and he should advance towards our hero with an air at the same time discreet and patronizing to console him for his reverses by means of these three verses what saddening grief my lord assails you now why sits this pallor on your noble brow does allah lend your plans no helping hand or cruel ali with severe command remove to other shores a beauteous dame who charmed your eyes and set your heart on flame but we are not making a tragedy so we must do without our confidant though he would be very convenient our hero is not what he appears to be the turban does not make the turk this young man is our friend rodolphe entertained by his uncle for whom he is drawing up a manual of the perfect chimney constructor in fact m monetti an enthusiast for his art had consecrated his days to this science of chimneys one day he formed the idea of drawing up for the benefit of posterity a theoretic code of the principles of that art in the practice of which he so excelled and he had chosen his nephew as we have seen to frame the substance of his ideas in an intelligible form rodolphe was found in board lodging and other contingencies and at the completion of the manual was to receive a recompense of three hundred francs in the beginning to encourage his nephew Manetti had generously made him an advance of fifty francs but rodolphe who had not seen so much silver together for nearly a year half crazy in company with his money stayed out three days and on the fourth came home alone thereupon the uncle who was in haste to have his manual finished inasmuch as he hoped to get a patent for it dreading some new diversion on his nephew's part determined to make him work by preventing him from going out to this end he carried off his garments and left him instead the disguise under which we have seen him nevertheless the famous manual continued to make very slow progress for rodolphe had no genius whatever for this kind of literature the uncle avenged himself for this lazy indifference on the great subject of chimneys by making his nephew undergo a host of annoyances sometimes he cut short his commons and frequently stopped the supply of tobacco one sunday after having sweated blood and ink upon the great chapter of ventilators rodolphe broke the pen which was burning his fingers and went out to walk in his park as if on purpose to plague him and excite his envy the more he could not cast a single look about him without perceiving the figure of a smoker on every window on the gilt balcony of a new house opposite an exquisite in his dressing-gown was biting off the end of an aristocratic pantelis cigar a story above an artist was sending before him an odorous cloud of turkish tobacco from his amber-mouthed pipe at the window of a brasserie a fat german was crowning a foaming tankard and emitting with the regularity of a machine the dense puffs that escaped from his meerschaum on the other side a group of workmen were singing as they passed on their way to the barriers their throat scorchers between their teeth finally all the other pedestrians visible in the street were smoking woe is me sighed rodolphe except myself and my uncle's chimneys all creation is smoking at this hour and he rested his forehead on the bar of the balcony and thought how dreary life was suddenly a burst of long and musical laughter parted under his feet 
rodolphe bent forward a little to discover the source of this volley of gaiety and perceived that he had been perceived by the tenant of the story beneath him mademoiselle sidonia of the luxembourg theatre the young lady advanced to the front of her balcony rolling between her fingers with the dexterity of a spaniard a paperful of light-coloured tobacco which she took from a bag of embroidered velvet what a sweet cigar girl it is murmured rodolphe in an ecstasy of contemplation who is this alibaba thought mademoiselle sidonia on her part and she meditated on a pretext for engaging in conversation with rodolphe who was himself trying to do the very same bless me cried the lady as if talking to herself what a bore i've no matches allow me to offer you some mademoiselle said rodolphe letting fall on the balcony two or three lucifers rolled up in paper a thousand thanks replied sidonia lighting her cigarette pray mademoiselle continued rodolphe in exchange for the trifling service which my good angel has permitted me to render you may i ask you to do me a favour asking already thought the actress as she regarded rodolphe with more attention they say these turks are fickle but very agreeable speak sir she continued raising her head towards the young man what do you wish the charity of a little tobacco mademoiselle only one pipe i have not smoked for two whole days most willingly but how will you take the trouble to come downstairs alas i can't i am shut up here but am still free to employ a very simple means he fastened his pipe to a string and let it glide down to her balcony where sidonia filled it profusely herself rodolphe then proceeded with much ease and deliberation to remount his pipe which arrived without accident ah mademoiselle he exclaimed how much better this pipe would have seemed if i could have lighted it at your eyes it was at least the hundredth edition of this amiable pleasantry but sidonia found it superb for all that and thought herself bound to reply you flatter me i assure you mademoiselle in right down earnest i think you handsomer than all the three graces together decidedly ali baba is very polite thought sidonia are you really a turk she asked rodolphe not by profession he replied but by necessity i am a dramatic author i am an artist she replied then added my dear sir and neighbour will you do me the honour to dine and spend the evening with me alas answered rodolphe though your invitation is like opening heaven to me it is impossible to accept it as i had the honour to tell you i am shut up here by my uncle monsieur monetti stove-maker and chimney-doctor whose secretary i am now you shall dine with me for all that replied sidonia listen i shall re-enter my room and tap on the ceiling look where i strike and you will find the traces of a trap which used to be there and has since been fastened up find the means of removing the piece of wood which closes the hole and then although we are each in our own room we shall be as good as together rodolphe went to work at once in five minutes a communication was established between the two rooms it is a very little hole said he but there will always be room enough to pass you my heart now said sidonia we will go to dinner set your table and i will pass you the dishes rodolphe let down his turban by a string and brought it back laden with eatables then the poet and the actress proceeded to dine on their respective floors rodolphe devoured the pie with his teeth and sidonia with his eyes thanks to you mademoiselle he said when their repast was finished my stomach is satisfied can you not also satisfy the void of my heart which has been so long empty 
poor fellow said sidonia and climbing on a piece of furniture she lifted up her hand to rodolphe's lips who gloved it with kisses what a pity he exclaimed you can't do as saint denis who had the privilege of carrying his head in his hands to the dinner succeeded a sentimental literary conversation rodolphe spoke of the avenger and sidonia asked him to read it leaning over the hole he began declaiming his drama to the actress who to hear better had put her armchair on the top of a chest of drawers she pronounced the avenger a masterpiece and having some influence at the theatre promised rodolphe to get his piece received but at the most interesting moment a step was heard in the entry about as light as that of the commander's ghost in don juan it was uncle monetti rodolphe had only just time to shut the trap here said monetti to his nephew this letter has been running after you for a month uncle uncle cried rodolphe i am rich at last this letter informs me that i have gained a prize of three hundred francs given by an academy of floral games quick my coat and my things let me go to gather my laurels they await me at the capital and my chapter on ventilators said monetti coldly oh i like that give me my things i tell you i can't go out so you shall go out when my manual is finished quoth the uncle shutting up his nephew under lock and key rodolphe when alone did not hesitate on the course to take he transformed his quilt into a knotted rope which he fastened firmly to his own balcony and in spite of the risk descended by this extempore ladder upon mademoiselle sidonia who is there she cried on hearing rodolphe knock at her window hush he replied open what do you want who are you can you ask i am the author of the avenger come to look for my heart which i dropped through the trap into your room rash youth said the actress you might have killed yourself listen sidonia continued rodolphe showing her the letter he just received you see wealth and glory smile on me let love do the same the following morning by means of a masculine disguise which sidonia procured for him rodolphe was enabled to escape from his uncle's lodging he ran to the secretary of the academy of floral games to receive a crown of gold sweetbriar worth three hundred francs which lived as live roses the fairest the space of a day a month after m monetti was invited by his nephew to assist at the first representation of the avenger thanks to the talent of mademoiselle sidonia the piece had a run of seventeen nights and brought in forty francs to its author some time later it was in the warm season rodolphe lodged in the avenue st cloud third tree as you go out of the bois de bouillon on the fifth branch End of chapter 4 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine